Welcome everybody to a little bit of a Christmas message. I've got something to share with you and we're going to base it on a Christmas scripture, but it is a message that's going to be relevant to your whole life all the year through. And the bit I want to read is from uh, the book of Luke and it's chapter two. And I'm going to read from verse one to, I guess, about verse seven, something like that. And it, it'll be well known to you, but we want to pick up some major little pieces of wisdom uh, for our lives from this really familiar passage. And this is how it goes in Luke chapter two, beginning at verse one. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius, that's a hard word to say, <laughs> was governor of Syria and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son, Jesus. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. A really well-known little passage. Um, let's work through some of the incredible truths in this passage, though. Uh, if we go right back hundreds of years before this took place to the book of Micah, we find a prophecy there saying that the Messiah, a ruler, would be born in Bethlehem. Now, uh, pregnant Mary was over in Nazareth, not in Bethlehem, but the prophecies were going to be fulfilled. And I want to show you how God weaves his will and his purposes around the traumas and the tragedies of life to bring about his purposes. I want you to catch from today's little message that the goodness of God will not be thwarted. The will of God will not be thwarted. Though there might be temporary setbacks, he is able to weave his will around the difficulties of life to bring about the purposes of heaven. And I want you to remember, God has no plans to harm you, but to bring you hope and a future. I want you to remember Romans 8, 28, that God works all things together for good. So Mary is over in Nazareth, and uh, but the ruler, the Messiah, is going to be born in Bethlehem. So how's that going to be put together? Well, the story tells us that Caesar Augusta, the Roman leader, issued a decree that there should be a census. Now, it sounds like there used to be uh, a census like this about every 14 years, some historians think. And can you imagine being pregnant Mary? She's got the Messiah in her womb. And, and there's Joseph, who's trusting a visitation from God to believe that that is the Messiah. There's nothing untoward going on, right? This is a real venture of faith. And then in the middle of all this, they get this government decree. Oh, can you catch any, any residents in that? They get this decree from heaven that they need to go and take part in a census. And so can you imagine being Joseph and Mary trying to work out from the calendar when this census is going to happen? Oh, I hope it's I hope it's before I'm really heavily pregnant or I hope it's after the baby has come. No, she's going to be about eight and a half months 
pregnant when the census takes place. And you can imagine them rolling their eyes, panicking, thinking, we've got to travel um, the equivalent of walking from Hull to Manchester while heavily pregnant. And you can imagine Joseph say, well, I'll, I'll, I'll try and get a donkey, a, a little donkey. So the song tells us, right, um, th there's got to be some way to do this. But let's be honest, whether you're on foot or on a donkey, Travelling 90 miles, the equivalent of from Hull to Manchester, uh, under your own steam is not something that any pregnant woman, heavily pregnant woman, will be looking forward to. But there's this government decree, there's this decree from Caesar that a census has to take place. So look at this. Around inconvenience... And uh, the stress of being out of control here, this young couple, she's heavily pregnant. They're already in a difficult situation socially because they're not yet married, but she's heavily pregnant. And while Joseph is trusting God with what's going on, who knows that all of society around them won't be. There'll be gossip. I bet all they really wanted to do was hide away till the baby was born and they could be married and get on with life. But no. They're now in this public thing where they've got to travel 90 miles and then actually be in another town when the baby's going to be born. And all this under Roman occupation. Uh, in other words, here you've got control, difficulty, government dictating things and timings, feeling out of control. And yet... If you look at it from God's perspective, he is weaving his purposes around all these human things that are going on. Because actually, all the inconvenience, the tragedy of Roman invasion, the difficulty being told when you have to go from here to here for a census. But it actually is going to mean that Mary is going to be in the correct place to fulfill the prophecies of where the Messiah will be born. So they travel. They end up there. We're told there was no room at the inn. Now, many, many historians would say, well, it wouldn't have really been an inn. What the word literally means is, is the guest room in a, in a house in that day. There was no room in the guest room. Why? Well, all the families would have been converging on Bethlehem in order to take part in the census. It was crowded. But, but you can imagine uh, uh, pregnant Mary. Now, wouldn't if you had a, a eight and a half month pregnant woman come to your house, she was part of your family, you'd give her the best room in the house. I wonder if there was a little bit of ostracization going on here, that they ended up in the lowest part of the house, not an outside stable, it would have been the basement of the house where the baby was born. So you even wonder about the social difficulties going on. Social difficulties, shame, government dictating timing, feeling out of control, and yet in the midst of all of that is born the saviour of the world. I want you to understand that God works around all the tragedies, traumas, the little foibles of your character, the difficulties of life to bring about his purpose and he will not be thwarted. Romans 8, 28, he will work all things together for good. A little bit like Joseph in the prison. He said to his brothers at the end of all of his difficult life, from, from, from the pit to the prison, and then he becomes the prime minister. But he said to his brothers, you intended it for harm, but God intended it for good. God has a way of bringing triumph out of tragedy, bringing something divine out of our human difficulty. Do you know your the foibles of your personality 
don't give God uh, uh, a time to sweat and worry and scratch his head and go, oh my, oh, oh my, what am I going to do with this person? No, God is so used to working his way around the difficulties of human history and human personality to bring about uh, divine uh, uh, destinies that are filled with grace and filled with his purpose. He is well able. The only reason Mary was in Bethlehem to give birth to the Messiah as prophesied was because of a Roman invasion and Roman dictation. But you know what? It helped bring about God's purposes. Every tragedy you face, stay soft-hearted, stay sweet before God, do all you can that every difficulty will make you better, not bitter, and you will find God keeps working on your behalf. If you go back through Jewish history, you'll find up in the in the build-up to Jesus appearing on the planet in this in this way that there's hundreds of years where you've got invasion, you've got exile. The Jews end up scattered all over the known world. These are tragedies. These are difficulties. Um, but actually, do do you realize that the the Roman invasion of of Israel? led to the fact that they would have been connected to the greatest road infrastructure on the planet at the time. The fact that the Jews were spread across that known world would have meant that there were communities waiting for the young Jewish disciples of Jesus. When they're scattered, there's another trauma. They go along the straight Roman roads into these Jewish communities and share the gospel. And we find quite early in the epistles it's written, there's no place left in all of Asia to share the gospel. It's been spread everywhere. Tragedy after tragedy after tragedy of invasion, of persecution, of scattering, of the diaspora of the Jews being spread all around the known world. And yet God's in heaven going, okay, I'm going to use this. I'm going to use the straight Roman roads to send my gospel quickly. I'm going to use the diaspora of the Jews, the fact that they are spread all across the Near East and Europe and further. I'm going to use that so that there are communities ready and waiting. There's a bridge automatically into those little communities where the gospel can begin to spread and take life. That's how the world was transformed. God built his triumph on the back of human tragedies and difficulties. Now, I know that we go through some really tough stuff and we, we don't want to be trite or overly simplistic. And, and, we face the real difficulties, don't we? Of Did God send this or, or why even did God allow this? Aren't those areas of life and oh, theology really tough to get our heads around? And I don't have all the answers, but I do know simply this. He works all things together for good. Government control, invasions, persecutions, scatterings, personal tragedies that you have, personal um, traumas that, that you will go through. I promise you, God is going to use everything to build his kingdom and to bring about favor for your life. He is used to weaving his purposes around human difficulty and bringing something incredible out of it. So, you know, whether you feel like Joseph going into the prison, 
know that God is going to build a prime ministerial ministry off the basis of that prison. Whether you're Daniel in the lion's den or Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego in the fiery furnace, he is going to bring something good out of tragedy and he is going to bring something triumphant out of trauma if we stick close to him. If we hide with the blood on the doorpost like the Israelites through the Passover, we're going to come out blessed by God. He is able to pay you back, reward you. He's able to restore the years that the locust has eaten. Think of those children of Israel all that time in slavery. Yet when they did come out, they came out in triumph and the Egyptians were pushing gold into their hands. And the Bible even tells us that as they left Egypt, all of them were healed and none of them were feeble. They came out strong. In other words, God is able to accelerate your favor after times of difficulty. Even Job, God gave him double for his trouble. When we go through suffering, God always turns it into glory. So whether it's the suffering of a Roman occupation, the feeling that your life is out of control because a government is in control. Anybody resonate with that at the moment? Understand this, God can even work around all of that. And he's saying, I will not be thwarted. My purposes will come about. I am on your side. I am working for you. I'm going to bring about my purposes. Trust me. If you stick with me, you're going to find that nothing can separate you from the love of God and nothing can separate you from my purposes. I will work all things together for good. And we see it even there in the glorious imperfections of the real Christmas story. We see the power, the presence and the purpose of God at work. So this Christmas, even though we've been through a tough 2020, understand this. God is weaving his purposes around these difficult times, whether they're things that he's doing in your heart or things he's doing in your home or things he's doing in your wider world. God is still in control. His goodness will not be thwarted. And if God is for you, who can be against you? Happy Christmas and God bless you. And I'll see you soon.